What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, where today I am talking about actors who were hurt and in one instance killed while filming a movie. In some cases, these actors fought through the pain and their injury actually appears on screen because they decided to keep it in the movie. In other ones, the actors were hospitalized and later returned to filming the movie. And in one very famous story of a prop mix-up caused an actor to die on the set of a film. A really tragic story in film history that I'll get into on this episode. In my movie list this week, I'm talking about my top five movies that all take place in one day. The only rule is they all have to take place in one day. I'll give you a sneak peek at one of them now if you can identify this clip. How the hell are you going to get fired? On your day off. You can find out where that one ranks on my list. And I'll also give my review of Marriage Story, which is on Netflix with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. All that in today's episode. Thanks again for hitting play. Thanks again for hitting download. If you don't mind, hit me with that five-star review wherever you're listening right now. It helps me out tremendously as a new podcast. Also, really cool to see everybody tagging me in your Instagram story. I try to repost as many of those as possible. So thanks for doing that. All right. Let's get started with today's show. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Today we are talking about actors who were hurt And in one instance, killed while filming a movie. I was thinking about this because Daniel Craig, who plays James Bond in the new movies, like this year he hurt himself a lot on set. He broke his ankle and then within a few weeks he was back and everybody's like, oh yeah, Daniel Craig is the man, comes back after an ankle injury. Some of these are absurd. I had to fact check them and find the actors talking about it just to make sure that they really happened. This first one blew my mind. 
The movie Passion of the Christ from 2004, which is directed by Mel Gibson. The guy who plays Jesus in the movie is Jim Caviezel. And while filming the movie, he was struck by lightning. So this all happened while they were filming the Sermon on the Mount. And Jim Caviezel noticed that there was lightning coming towards him. And he said he knew that he was about to get struck by lightning. I was lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> I knew it was going to hit me about four seconds before it happened. I said, I'm going to get hit. And when it happened, it was, uh, I saw the extras grab the ground in front of me. And what they uh, saw was fire coming out the right and left side of my head and illumination around the whole body. All I felt was this, 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 like a giant tremendous slap on my ears and about eight seconds of uh, like a pink red static in front of my eyes. And somehow he didn't suffer any major injuries after being struck by lightning. He did get an infection, an ammonia, hypothermia, and a lung infection throughout the course of filming this movie, but the lightning really had no big effect on him. And I don't know about you, but if I get struck by lightning while playing Jesus in a movie, I think I'm done with the movie after that. I would clearly take that as a sign. This next one is one of my favorites, mainly because they left it in the movie. And it's one of my favorite pivotal scenes in Django Unchained, where Leonardo DiCaprio cut his hand while filming the movie. So there's this scene where he has this glass and he slams it on the table. It's in order to make it believable, he used a real glass and really slammed it into the table. But when he did it, the glass shattered and cut his hand and he started bleeding. So he's sitting there with his hand bleeding and he stays in character and finishes the scene. And that is what you see in the movie. Hey! Lay your palm flat on that tabletop. If you lift those palms off that turtle shell tabletop, Mr. Pooch is going to let loose with both barrels that sawed off. There have been a lot of lies set around this dinner table here tonight, but that you can believe. But there is a little bit of myth around it because although he did really cut his hand and they kept that part in the movie, they cut after it after they got the shot and then they decided, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to use you bleeding. They ended up using fake blood for the part where he goes and smears blood on Carrie Washington's face. Like he gets his hand, rubs it on her face and there's blood all over her. That's not actually Leonardo DiCaprio's blood as some people believe. At that point, it was fake blood. But real cut didn't break character and kept the scene he ended up having to get stitches later for the cut but man what a great scene another cool one which they actually left in the movie was from the lord of the rings the two towers in 2002 where vigo mortensen actually goes to kick a helmet and they were trying to get the perfect shot on this so they're like all right you just gotta fully commit and kick the helmet well, it ended up that he used so much force to kick the thing, he broke two of his toes. And the scream that you hear in the movie is him actually screaming in pain after he broke them. So yeah, that is a sheer cry of pain that actually made it to the movie. Ugh. That hurts to hear. Now this next one is one that could have been responsible for us losing one of our most beloved actors in America of all time. I'm talking about Tom Hanks and Castaway from 2000. So this is the one where he's stranded on an island and he does all these things to try to survive. He has to like take out a tooth at one point, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, he has a best friend who's a volleyball, you know the movie. Wilson! I'm sorry! I'm sorry, Wilson! So this one actually happened after filming was done for the movie. So before leaving that island, Tom Hanks cut his leg. And it was like a really small cut. So you know what? He didn't think much about it at the time. But by the time he returned home, it was so swollen and painful. He went to the doctor and found out he had a staph infection. And they told him if he had waited any longer to seek medical attention, that he would have died from fatal blood poisoning. All from a small little cut he got on the island. He said the weekend he went home, it just swelled up so big that he 
decided, okay, I got to go to the doctor to get this thing checked out. He thought maybe it was just clean it up, give him some antibiotics. No, we found out he had a crazy staph infection from filming this movie. But crazy to think we could have lost Tom Hanks all because a little cut from Castaway. And now we're going to go way back to 1935 to the classic The Wizard of Oz. And you think, how could you possibly get hurt while filming a movie like Wizard of Oz? Turns out a lot of people got seriously injured making this movie. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. So the first one comes from the lady who played the Wicked Witch of the West, which was Margaret Hamilton. Not only did she suffer an injury on set, but her stunt double suffered an injury on set. So what happened to Margaret Hamilton is there a scene involving a trap door in Munchkinland, but the flames were triggered too soon, which caused her face and hands to be burned. Put her in the hospital for a month. So then they bring in her stunt double who also suffers a double injury while on set. So there's a very famous scene where the Wicked Witch of the West is riding on a broomstick and she writes out, Surrender Dorothy in Black Smoke. Well, her stunt double ended up suffering burns to her legs after working on that sequence. And I don't know about you, but if I was working on this movie and saw all these people getting hurt, I would stay away from fire. Staying inside the Wizard of Oz, there's a guy named Buddy Epson who played the Tin Man in the movie. The company who made the movie MGM tested several types of like costumes and makeup to try to make the Tin Man appear silvery. And what they ended up using was face paint coated with aluminum dust. Sounds harmless. Back in the day, back in the 30s. But nine days into filming, he started to experience shortness of breath and cramping that sent him to the hospital. And at one point, his lungs failed. He ended up being in the hospital for two weeks during which the film's producer hired a different actor to replace him. So then they have this new guy playing the Tin Man. They reformulated the paint into a paste that was painted on. But four days into filming with that guy, yeah, he got an eye infection. He didn't suffer any permanent damage, but he ended up losing the part. And then they brought old Buddy Epson back in to play the Tin Man. The myth, though, was that Buddy Epson and the lead paint ended up being the cause of his death. Not true. He ended up living until the age of 95 when he eventually died in 93. But crazy to think that they were just slapping stuff on people that was causing them to get sick. Didn't really have special effects figured out back in the day. All right, let's fast forward a bit to 1985. I'm talking about Rocky IV, where a punch almost killed Sylvester Stallone. So at the height of the action in the movie, Rocky finally manages to defeat Drago in the 15th round after spending almost 45 minutes taking slow motion haymakers to the grill. And Sylvester Stallone had the idea that he wanted to make this final fight look realistic and bone crunching as possible, as he says. So he told the guy playing Drago that they should spar for real to get the shots for the movie. So the guy playing Drago had actually gotten in trouble earlier while filming the movie by hitting a guy too hard and ended up throwing him into the air. So he's a little hesitant when Sylvester Stallone comes to him and wants him to punch him for real. But after some convincing, he agreed to not hold back as soon as shooting began and rocketed his first punch right into Sylvester Stallone's chest, putting him down for the count instantly. If he dies, he dies. Sylvester Stallone said that the next thing he knew, he was in a plane to the emergency room and ended up being in intensive care for four days. And they basically said that he suffered the same conditions as someone who had just gone through a car wreck. He ended up staying there for eight days. And what they found out is he got struck so hard that his heart slammed into his breast stone and it began to swell. So what they said, it was basically like being in a car wreck. You're driving at a speed and then you stop and crash. Your chest hits the steering wheel and that same impact is what he got from one of this dude's punches. Man, that is commitment to a scene. And finally, we get to the tragic and mysterious death of Brandon Lee on the set of The Crow. So actor and martial art artist Brandon Lee is the son of Bruce Lee and Linda Lee. And he has a lot of his dad's acting and martial arts skills. 
And at the time, he was doing this movie that was going to be one of the biggest movies of his career. Unfortunately, though, he died just days before completing the movie from a gunshot accident on the film set. So the entire movie was filmed in about 58 days, and they were on the 50th day filming down in North Carolina. So the scene calls for Brandon Lee's character to be shot in the chest as he's walking into his apartment. He's carrying a grocery bag, and there's supposed to be a decoy explosive that goes off into the bag. But by mistake, there was a piece of dummy bullet stuck into the barrel of the 44 Magnum Smith & Wesson that fired. And when the intended blank was shot, the fragment shot Brandon Lee in the chest. But nobody even realized anything was wrong until they said cut and realized that he wasn't responsive. He was rushed to a medical center immediately, but unfortunately he died after several hours of surgery on March 31st, 1993 at just 28 years old. And after the actor's death, a lot of rumors came out about it, but overall just a really tragic thing to happen while making a movie. So they ended up finding out that the prop guy had gone to the store to buy the fake bullets, but he ended up also buying live rounds, which live rounds are never supposed to be able to kept on set for this very reason. So now you have bullets that are blanks and other bullets with actual gunpowder on them and without them really knowing, the real bullets ended up getting put into the gun. A two-month investigation followed and the shooting ended up being ruled as an accident, so no criminal charges were ever filed but still one of the saddest things to ever happen in film history. And now really more so than the movie itself, that's what that movie is kind of known for. And I think we'll end it there on actors who were hurt and in this case killed while filming a movie. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. For my top five list this week, I'm talking about my top five movies that all take place in one day. So here's the premise for this. Everything that goes down in these movies all happens in one day, which I think is a great concept for a movie. It allows them to be more creative, and it's also probably a lot harder to shoot because you have to go from morning to night, and you can't really cut between without people noticing. But I think when it's done well, you can get a really good slice of life at characters within a movie when it all goes down in one day, especially when it's just people hanging out, which are sometimes my favorite movies. So the way I came up with this top five is I just made a really big list of all the movies I knew that took place in one day, and then I went back and looked at reviews and stories behind these movies, and just the ones that I find myself going back to holding the test of time, I put them in this top five list. And what I ended up on this list was actually like lower budget movies that ended up being big hits. I don't know if the fact that they took place in one day had anything to do with that, but I'm cool with that being on my list. So let's get into it now. At number five, Halloween from 1978. Not only one of my favorite movies to watch around Halloween, given the name, but also just one of my favorite movies of all time with Jamie Lee Curtis and, you know, Michael Myers, the serial killer. I remember watching this movie as a kid and, like, I wanted to make movies because of this movie because it seemed simple to make. You have a guy, a killer, going around killing babysitters, and the thing that makes this movie so eerie is just the way it's shot, the way it looks, and the soundtrack. So you really take those things apart and you realize, oh, this is just a low-budget indie movie. The whole screenplay only took 10 days to write and $300,000 to make, which is really low budget even back in 1978. I watched a documentary on it about how the whole thing was filmed in less than a month. It was filmed in 20 days, but then went on to make $70 million and they still show it every single Halloween. What a successful movie. And they're still cranking these out. And they follow this movie up with many, many sequels, which all actually take place in one day. But this is the best one of them all. I thought the Rob Zombie reboots were eh, okay. I like Rob Zombie, his other stuff, but the Halloween ones just didn't really do it for me. I do, however, really like the 2018 version, especially because Danny McBride wrote on it. And just knowing that it's in his hands in some capacity, I think the franchise will be all right. At number four, you have a movie that takes place all in one day at a convenience store slash video store. I'm talking about Clerks from 1994 by one of my favorite directors, Kevin Smith. I really love everything he does in his View Askew universe from Jay and Silent Bob to Mallrats. But this one is probably my favorite of his. And the fact that it takes place in one day is just a bonus that I can put it on this list. Again, another low-budget movie. The movie was shot for $27,000 inside a real working convenience store and video store that they would have to go film at night. And this is really the movie that launched Kevin Smith as a director because it was really make or break. He received like a bunch of donations from his family. He even got like a grant for like $3,000 to make the movie. But the really the way he made this movie was he maxed out 10 credit cards to get this thing made. He basically read like a filmmaker's magazine, learned how to budget a movie, learned how to make a movie, then hired like all his family and friends and even put himself in the movie. Like he wasn't going to be Silent Bob of Jay and Silent Bob. It was really going to be like one of his friends playing Silent Bob and he decided, you know what? I want to play that character. Told his friend, hey man, 
I'm just going to do it. And the thing is, Kevin Smith actually talks a lot. So having a character who's completely silent is probably the hardest thing for him to do. The movie itself is really just people hanging out. Dante and Randall are probably my favorite characters of his. And of course, you get to see Jay and Silent Bob really for the first time. And Jason Mewes was really just Kevin Smith's friend who thought he was really crazy. And he's like, hey, one day I'm going to put you in a movie and decided this is the movie I'm going to put you in. And Jason Mewes really wasn't an actor. He was just a really crazy guy who he thought should be a movie character. So him being... Jay is really just his real life persona, which was hard for him to do because he wasn't an actor. So Kevin Smith would put him behind a camera and all of a sudden he'd be nervous and he'd be like, just just do the thing I know you for. Just do it. But that was like another reason why he wrote himself into Silent Bob so he could kind of guide Jason Mewes into that character. So this movie is also just really cool and inspiring for like young filmmakers to look at this as kind of a baseline of like, even if you don't have a lot of money, as long as you have a story, it's comedy, you can make a great movie. Like, this didn't cost a lot. The soundtrack for this movie actually cost more than production costs. I also love that about Kevin Smith. He always puts really great music in his movies, even at the expense of maxing out probably another credit card. At number three, I have to go with a movie from 1988 starring Bruce Willis. I'm talking about Die Hard. Come on to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. I was a little late to the game on Die Hard, but I realized that it set the blueprint for every big action movie now because they kind of take the Die Hard plot and just place it into different scenarios, and it usually works. Sometimes it works so much that it kind of gets boring now. But there are a lot of movies now that stick to this formula. One of the most interesting things about this, though, is that Bruce Willis, at the time, was not an action star. He was in a TV show called Moonlighting and was not seen as really like a strong or heroic dude. So the first time this movie was really shown as him as the lead actor in an action movie, people thought it was funny. And even at the time, he ended up being the highest paid actor that year. And they really took a chance on him, not knowing if it would work. But they made the whole thing for $28 million and then went on to break every single box office record. Made a right call on old Bruce Willis. In at number two is a cult classic from 1996, directed by Robert Rodriguez and written by Quentin Tarantino, starring George Clooney and also Quentin Tarantino. I'm talking about From Dust Till Dawn. So many reasons why this is not only one of my favorite movies that takes place in one day, but just one of my favorite all-time movies just from the opening scene. I love a movie with a great opening scene, and this whole movie starts out in a convenience store shootout, which is amazing. There's so much tension, and it's so well done. One of my favorite openings ever in a movie. I want him out of here, in his car, and down the road, or you can change the name of this place to Benny's World of Blood. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Some really interesting things behind this movie too is that it was Quentin Tarantino's first ever paid gig. He was paid $1,500 to write the script and then ended up making it into a movie. And it was also George Clooney's first ever Hollywood movie role. Quentin Tarantino went and pitched it to George Clooney because at the time he was just doing ER. He was known as the hunky guy on ER. And then he goes on to star in this crazy action horror movie. And not only does it take place in one day, but there's also one actor in the movie who plays three different characters. Chicho Marin is in the movie and he plays the Mexican border guard. He also plays the strip club doorman and he plays a gangster in the movie. It is a very R-rated movie. Just a warning if you decide to go and watch it. I would describe it as kind of like a walking dead zombie type movie, but with vampires. So if you're into that, I would really suggest checking this out if you're into 90s movies. But if you're squeamish at blood and horror, I would say probably not for you. All right, before I get into my number one pick, I want to throw out some honorable mentions. One that almost made the list was super bad, but when you think about it, at the very end, it goes into the next day because when they go to the mall, that's the day after the party. Another one that almost made the list was The Breakfast Club. 
Training Day, ooh, was so close to making it, but just not quite. And The Goonies, so those are some honorable mentions. But coming in at number one is a movie I quote so much that I thought I'd kick it off with a quote from it that tells the story of the movie. For most people, Friday's just the day before the weekend. But after this Friday, the neighborhood will never be the same. I'm talking about Friday. The movie stars Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, also written by Ice Cube. Also goes back to that theme of being low budget. It was all shot for $3.5 million and in 20 days. And just a really great cast. You got Ice Cube as Craig, Chris Tucker as Smokey, even got a cameo from Bernie Mac in there, RIP. He's the guy hooking up with Miss Parker across the street. Miss Parker, Miss Parker. And then you got John Witherspoon, who I think is the star of the movie. Really has the most memorable lines, RIP John Witherspoon, who died earlier this year. Every single time he's on screen, I'm just laughing. How the hell are you going to get fired on your day off? One of the most iconic scenes in a comedy movie ever is the scene from the kitchen. Every time I come in the kitchen, you're in the kitchen, eating up all the food, all the chicken, all the pig feet, all the collard green, all the hog maws. I want to eat some of them chitlin'. I love pig feet. I think it's just an overall underrated movie that has had such a big impact on pop culture. If you've ever heard the phrase, buy Felicia, that is from this movie. I need to borrow your car right quick. Most people want to borrow sugar. They even ketchup. You want to borrow my car? Hell no. Craig. I think the reputation of this movie maybe gets a little bit taken away because they've had so many sequels that haven't been as great as the original. So I could do without those. I could even do without them trying to reboot it, trying to get Chris Tucker back as Smokey. One day was all we needed from Friday. Damn! All right, let's get into it. This week's movie review is Marriage Story, which you can watch for free right now on Netflix. Well, I guess it's not technically free. You have to pay for a subscription unless you're like me and still use your sister's account. It's written and directed by Noah Baumbach, stars Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, and is rated R, but not a hard R. There's no like violence or nudity or anything, just some harsh language. So what the movie's basically about is a couple going through a coast-to-coast divorce because they're living together with their son in New York City. They go to counseling and try to work it out, but then decide, all right, we're going to separate for a bit. She leaves, takes their son to Los Angeles, and while she's there, decides she's going to follow through with the divorce, and that's kind of where this movie kicks off. Even at the start of the movie, you think, oh, this is going to be like a really nice movie about love. Yeah, about 10 minutes in, you're like, oh, this is going to go there. Very dramatic, but a little bit of comedy throughout it. So here's a clip of Marriage Story. Are you kidding me? I wanted to be married. I'd already lost. You didn't love me as much as I loved you. What does that have to do with L.A.? What? You're so merged with your own selfishness, you don't even identify it as selfishness anymore. You're such a dick! That clip is just like a pinnacle of what the acting is like in this movie. So kind of setting the stage here, again, I won't be spoiling anything, but it's about Adam Driver's character, who's Charlie, and Scarlett Johansson's character, which is Nicole. Now, they moved to New York City, and he's working as a theater director, and she was like a former teen actress, and now who is working, starring in his plays. And it really tells her story of just kind of feeling like she's lost her identity in this marriage. Like she's done everything to kind of fit him, to be in his place, to do kind of what he wants to do and pushing her acting dreams kind of aside. So really where it kind of comes from her leaving is like she's like, I'm going to move to L.A., be my own person, do my own thing, get back into acting and start starring in things on my own. And so she goes back. And while she's there, she's like, I can do this. I feel like a lot more like myself now. 
and decides to divorce him. And he doesn't know. He thinks she's just going out there to kind of find herself, take some time off, and eventually she'll move back to New York City with her son and they'll work things out. She serves him with divorce papers and then he's kind of stuck between having to go back and forth between New York and L.A. because he's getting divorced in L.A. She lives there. She's from there. Their kid was born there. So he has to kind of go and establish a residency there and fight this divorce. And I think the movie does a really good job at portraying both sides of a messy divorce. It almost feels like it's a crime that has happened the way they talk about divorce. It feels like he has done something wrong, which I mean, he kind of did some bad things. I won't ruin it. But again, he hasn't done anything criminally wrong. But the way the lawyers are in this movie, the way divorce is kind of portrayed, it shows it as like a criminal act almost. Like you're thinking one person has to defend themselves from the other person over custody of their kid. Even the part about like fighting for time with your kids, which you don't really think about until you're in a divorce. You're like, oh, I want to have them this amount of time or that amount of time. It's really not a big deal until you're fighting literally to keep your kid in your life. And there was one line specifically that really stuck out to me. They said, criminal lawyers see bad people at their best. Divorce lawyers see good people at their worst. And that line just kind of hit me in the gut. That's real, man. I also really love the supporting characters in this. Ray Liotta and Laura Dern as the lawyers are really vicious and just portray lawyers as people you don't really want to be associated with. And all of the legal stuff is just crazy and I feel it's pretty accurate. Like I said, it feels like they're going through a criminal court case when it's just fighting for custody of a child. There's nothing super flashy about this movie. It's just straight on full A-list acting from Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. It's emotional in every sense and if you've gone through divorce with kids probably hits really close to home or if your parents are divorced you might see this and be like man I'm the kid in this. It has six Golden Globe nominations including Best Motion Picture for a Drama. I think it'll for sure be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars so if you're interested in watching all of those Best Picture movies I would suggest hopping on this one. I give it four out of five court hearings. You're probably not going to find better acting in any other movie right now. I mean, Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver have really big ranges. I mean, she's Black Widow in the Avengers movies, and he's Kylo Ren in Star Wars. And then you put him in this, and you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's why they do the acting thing. This is why. All right, and that's my review of Marriage Story. All right, and that's the show for this week. Before I go, got to give my Instagram shout out this week to Teresa Lambert, who's been tagging me and posting about the podcast. All you have to do is tag me in your Instagram story that you listen to the podcast, and I pick people from that to shout out next week. And if you have any movie questions or a topic suggestion, you can email me now, moviemikeD at gmail.com. If there's a movie you think I should see, you can hit me with that. Or if there's a topic you think I should explore, send those as well. All right, that's going to do it for me for this week. I will talk to you next Monday on a brand new episode. Later. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake Kits 
LED headlights, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax and unwind tonight with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy work week flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 